Time to tell tales of the unaccountable, of apparitions by night and phantoms in shadow. Time to tell strange stories of fantasy and the supernatural. Theater 1030 presents The Wendigo, a strange tale of the supernatural by George Salverson, from a story by Algernon Blackwood, and starring Ed Wilson as Simpson and Robert Christie as Dr. Cathcart. There's an explanation. An explanation? They say it carries you along. It comes and calls and carries you along. Doctor. It comes and calls to you out of the silence in the voice of a bush. The voice of wind and water and the cries of animals. Doctor, please. The perfume of it drenches you, chokes you, sickens you. Uh, the perfume of the dead and stinking vegetation. And you have to go. It calls you, carries you, rushes you away through the bush so that your feet burn like fire. Doctor, don't It please. carries you in great leaps to your destruction. Your feet burning, the wind bursting the blood vessels behind the eyes. And then you become an animal, a living, dead thing, like the thing itself. Please and, stop it, Doctor. And then it drops you, and you stagger away to die. Doctor, stop it. Remember what you told me. There is an explanation. I am wrapped around with the wall of silence. With the silent snow, the silent trees, the silent forest, the silent wall of wilderness. They all listen. The listening snow, the listening trees. There is something out there in the forest. And they listen for its voice. There was the time of the wolf in Rat Portage. They tell this story many times of Defago. The time I fight the wolf with his bare hands. Shall I tell you that one, huh? With your bare hands. Go on, Defago. We don't doubt your fallacy for a moment. Uh, thank you, Doctor. Punkwa. Uh, where's that old Indian? I was here a moment ago. Punkwa! Come back here and stir up the fire. <laughs> well, what about this wolf? Uh, well, uh, I'm sorry for this one, I tell you. This wolf... Who makes the big mistake? He picks a man who is afraid of nothing, who knows the woods better than the wolf himself. That's when it began. Defargo, the guide in slouch hat and moccasins, spinning his yarns by the campfire. A breath of wintry wind stealing out of the forest to rustle the tent flaps and stir the blaze. Our Indian cook somewhere in the shadows. Dr. Cathcart watching Defargo with cynical eyes. And the fourth of our hunting party, myself, Ray Simpson, nervous and tense, as though expecting the thing that was about to happen. Yeah, I uh, come many miles in the snowshoes that time. I'm very tired. I say to myself, Defargo, my boy, you will sit here a while. You'll rest. But then I am sleepy. And what do you know? I am sound asleep in the snow. Now, uh, this is not at the best of times the very best of ideas, you understand. What do you think? Along comes this Mr. Wolf. And he looks at me and he tells himself, How magnificent! <laughs> what a triumph! Here is a man, says Mr. Wolf, who's overcome by the cold. And what a pleasant meal I will make myself. <laughs> but he is so wrong. I open my eyes, and there is Mr. Wolf looking into my face 
with his long white teeth already. <laughs> so I say. So I say. I. What is it? I. I. What's the matter with you, man? Listen. What is it, Defog? What are you listening for? Are you trying to get a rise out of us? Quiet. Did you hear it? No, not a thing. You heard nothing in the bush. No. Stop this little game. <laughs> you can't frighten me with this nonsense, Defago. But you've scared the living daylights out of Ray. You've heard nothing but the wind. Yes, that's all. Did you smell something just then? Smell something? Really now, Defago? Only the fire. Why? What is it? Uh, it was nothing. <laughs> it was my imagination. Bonkwa! Yeah, where's that Indian? The fire will go up. You'll probably find him in your tent hiding from the Wendigo after your little performance. You, uh, you know that story then, Doctor. But I'm interested in other things besides medicine and hunting moose. For example, native superstitions and the vagaries of the human mind. That's why you don't take me in with your little game. Little game? Of course. The dark forest full of unseen things surrounding us, the fire fading... Working on the imagination. And then you decide to play a little trick. Very childish, Topago. If it does not disturb you, then why are you angry? <laughs> Childishness always irritates me, Topago. Doctor, what was that you mentioned? The Wendigo? Just some Indian nonsense. Hey, yes, that's all. Bunkwa! I better look for that fella. I will have a look in the tent. All right. Hmm. It's a very queer thing, Doctor. Tom Foolery. You think he was acting? Certainly. Breaking off in a story that way and staring wildly into the bush. Well, don't you think he was acting? He, he went white to the gills. Didn't you see his eyes? Nonsense, boy. That man has lived his whole life in the bush. There's nothing here to frighten him. Unless he's superstitious like that Indian. Superstitious? Well, you could see that, couldn't you, eh? <laughs> no, Doctor. I, I couldn't tell anything from Punkwa's face. It was like... Trying to read the expression on a piece of old letter. He didn't want us to come up here. Said we wouldn't find so much as a fresh trail of moose anywhere in the 50 island water country. Well, we haven't. We will. It's funny. What? Well, this afternoon when Defargo went off into the bush looking for signs of moose, I, I, I couldn't help thinking, Doctor. What would we do if he didn't come back? <laughs> what do you think we'd do? We'd go home without him. You know the way? You're talking foolishness, Ray. Why would Defago disappear? He didn't. He's here. Yes. All the same, I had a feeling of what it would be like to be alone at the mercy of all this desolation that takes no notice of man. You old fool. You old fool. What is it, Defago? You old fool. That's what it is. Where is he? What's he doing? It's what we will be doing. From now on, we uh, have no cook. The hunters will have to be cookers, too. Why? What's happened? Superstitious old fool. He's taken one of the canoes. What for? Where's he going? I know that one. He is gone. He's gone. Home. Then it's your own fault. Probably scared him witless with that little game of yours. But, Doctor... Now you'll have to figure out how we get along without him. Well, as for me, I'm turning in. We'll be up with the sun, Defago, and I'll expect less nonsense and more results tomorrow. Good night, Doctor. I'll be along in a minute. Defago, what was 
punk was afraid of. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Sometimes in the wilderness, uh, men become sick with a strange fever, a fever which makes them mad. Maybe he's afraid of that. Do you hear something? Mm. Only wind? Yes. Only wind. Good night. Good night, DeFargo. I saw DeFargo move off to his tent with the lantern spilling a hundred moving shadows into the trees. I lay beside Dr. Cathcart on the bed of balsam boughs. And I felt a shadow lying between us. Not a shadow of the night. A shadow of the strange fear that had leaped upon DeFargo in the middle of his joking. It crept through the canvas from the world of crowding trees. I felt in my soul the profound stillness of a primeval forest when no wind stirs. Then I slept. Or so I thought. No. I was lying with my eyes open. Listening intently. With the running of my blood beating drums in my ears. Ray, Doctor, what is that sound? Listen. What? It's from the other tent. It's Defargo. The fool is dreaming. I'll see if he's all right. Defargo. Defargo, what's the matter? Are you awake? Defargo. Defargo, you're dreaming. Oh, that's better. What is this? A man sobbing like a child while this whole awful wilderness of woods listens? To DeFargo. Keep still. I'm going out. No. Let go. Stay where you are. I've got to help DeFargo. Will you stay where you are. Will you keep quiet? Listen to me. What? Our guide, Dr. DeFargo, he's gone. We're alone. What was that, Doctor? What is it that happened? We crept from our tents like terrified children. The gray light of dawn was dropping cold and glimmering between the trees. The lake was white beneath a coating of mist, the islands rising darkly out of it like prowling creatures. 
patches of snow glistened among the clearest spaces of the bush. Defargo's tent stood empty, lifeless, and there was nothing but silence. Silence and a strange, penetrating perfume invading the nostrils and taking me by the throat like an unseen hand. nothing here at all. No. Not a sign of anything. No. Only his footsteps. Footsteps. They're in the snow. Yes. So far apart. He must have been leaping like a rabbit. What was it, Doctor? What was it? Something came. Mm. No. Something came for him. Something called. Nonsense. You heard it, Doctor. You know you heard it. I heard nothing. Yes. I heard something. Wind. That's all it was, wind. Wind? Where did you ever hear a wind like I that? I tell you, it was wind. That and your imagination. Defargo carrying on like that, it was enough to make you imagine anything. Then why did you hold me back? What do you mean? You know what I mean, Doctor. When I wanted to go out and help Defargo, why wouldn't you let me I go? I had reasons. Two reasons, yes, yes, two good reasons. What reason? I knew what that sound was. It was some sort of hurricane. I, I thought it safest not to move. And I could hear that Defargo was going mad. He might have harmed you. Nothing was disturbed, not a leaf. What kind of a hurricane is that? How do I know? It probably passed overhead. Then where is Defargo? Yes, that's the point. We can't get out of this country without him. We've got to find him and help him. Defargo! Defargo! That's no good. He's beyond the airshaft. How do you know? Because we heard him go, shouting all the way. We have to follow his trail. Come on. Doctor. Well, we heard him run clear out of range of our hearing. What about it? How far would we hear him shouting like that? I don't know. Half a mile. But, Doctor, it all took about 15 seconds. Fifteen seconds. How fast can a man run? Ah, there's the end of the trail. No more snow. Trees are too thick for it here, and of course that's the way he chose to run. How will we find you? He must have been tearing himself to pieces rushing through the bush like that. No, no, this is no use. We'll only lose ourselves. Without the Fargo, we're lost anyway. We've got to keep no, after him. No, listen to me, Ray. Defargo! Nothing. Now, listen, Ray. We must stop running around like frightened, superstitious women. And what do we do? We're going back to camp. We're going to organize ourselves for a systematic search. You're so rational. You're so ready with explanations. How do you know we'll ever find you? We can't be far. How can you explain it all away, Doctor? Rushing away so fast, the crazy words he was using, that perfume in the air and that sound, you can't explain. Ray, there's an explanation for everything. We are going to keep our heads, or we'll lose them like the father. Now, let's get going. The second time we set out from camp, we took food and matches. Dr. Cathcart carried the new 303 rifle of which he was so proud, and I took a hatchet blazing the trees as we traveled in a wide sweep in search of Defargo's trail. Ray, what is it? Have a look. Here it is. We found it. Yes. Those are the tracks of human feet, sure enough. Defargo's. Yes. But what's this beside them? Beside them? Yes, look here. Oh, animal tracks. There you have your simple explanation for the whole affair, Ray. Why? How does that explain anything? Those big marks have been left by a bull moose. Now I know what happened. Well, the wind against it. The moose blundered into camp. He uttered a cry of alarm which we heard in the wind. Defargo heard it too in his sleep. Remember the nightmare he was having? Yes. But why did he... He's a superstitious fellow. And that Indian had filled him with stories about the Wendigo. 
He suffered a temporary derangement, perhaps nothing more than panic. And now he's tracking the animal. Yes. Could be. Ah. Uh, uh, we have nothing more to fear. Uh-huh. Well, let's take a breather. And a bite of food before we go on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were right. You were right. There yeah. is an explanation for everything, yeah. Doctor. And if you knew the kinds of explanation that have been going through my mind... I know. Here. Take a couple of sandwiches. Thanks, Doctor. Mm-hmm. All right. Got the water there and parched. Mm-hmm. Here. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Ah, it's a relief. Mm. That's the second time you've mentioned this Wendigo thing. What is it, Doctor? Oh, holy nonsense. Yeah. Indian legend or some sort? What about the size of it? <laughs> oh, it's funny the comfort I feel. Sitting on a, on a stone in the middle of nowhere, uh, looking at the father's footprints. Yeah. Telling such a normal story. Mm. Not a thrilling mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Wendigo thing. Did it? Did it have something to do with Punkwa dessert? Uh, perhaps. Hmm? What sort of a thing is it supposed to be, Doctor? Well, in this part of the country, when an Indian goes mad, they say he has seen the Wendigo. Oh. The Wendigo's a state of mind. Yes, yes, yes. You could call it that. There's there no such thing? No such thing? Well, they say, uh... Yeah, they say out here are spaces no man can penetrate. This creature lives there, this Wendigo. Creature? The Wendigo. Huh? They say it's a kind of animal. It's a state of mind. A kind of animal? Doctor, look here. What is it? The moose tracks. He must be a big one. All right. Big round tracks. Look here. Does this look like a hoof mark to you? No. Caribou? Oh, that will be hoof mark. Bear? No. No, it isn't bear. Doctor, I think, I think we'd better get moving again. Yeah. You loaded it, Doctor. It's a bear track. Is it? What are you doing? Why are you kneeling there? I... I thought I smelled something. You're acting like a fool. Do you want to lose your mind, Dr. Pago? And you think he's gone after all. No, no, I told you what that was. Get your nose out of that track. You're out of your mind. Dr. Cathcart, don't you think we, we should turn back? Why do you talk such nonsense? There's... there's perfume in that track. Oh. If you let your mind go like that, there's no knowing what you'll imagine next. We've lost enough time. We've got to find a puzzle. We went on mile after mile. I dreaded the essential tapping of the axe on the massive trunks. The sound went before us into the dim forest where something was waiting and listening. The doctor pressed on faster and furious like a man who denies something he really believes. And the tracks became increasingly strange and unbelievable. There's an explanation. An explanation. How much did you measure? Eighteen feet. Eighteen feet from one step to the next. Well, let's check back. We must be missing some tracks. No, no, there it is in the snow. Defago took eighteen foot leaps. He'd been lifted and carried. Lifted and carried by what? The beast. That's what they say. They say it carries you along. It comes and calls and carries you along. Doctor... Comes and calls to you out of the silence uh, with the voice of the bush, the voice of wind uh, and water and the cries of animals. Doctor, please. The perfume of it drenches you. 
chokes you, sickens you, the perfume of dead and stinking vegetation. And you have to go. It calls you, it carries you, and crosses you away through the bush so your feet burn like fire. That's what he said, didn't he? Feet of fire. Doctor, don't, don't. It carries you in a great screaming leaps to your destruction with your feet burning and the wind bursting the blood vessels behind the eyes. And then you become an animal, a living, dead thing like the thing itself, and it drops you, and you stagger away to die. Stop the cat's cart, will you? Stop it, please. This is not like you remember what you told me. There is an explanation. Yes, an explanation. Let's look ahead. Check those footprints and the animals. Yes. Now, it, it, it just may be that our eyes are playing us tricks, sir. Or else... Yes? Yes, right. What is it? Those aren't Defago's footprints. We've lost them somehow. Where did he go? Lost them? How could we lose them? And they end here, both sets. There. You see, we didn't lose them. There are still two sets of tracks. Where did they go? Up in the air? Yeah, there, there's an explanation. An explanation. And those aren't Defargo's. Look at them. There were two animals here. We've lost Defargo somewhere back. No, we haven't. Those are Defargo's. This is the end of the trail. This is where he left him. Then where is he? Defargo! Oh! Don't! Don't call him! Don't call him! The big trees closed in on us like gangsters. I stared around with no power of thought, no judgment. The feet that printed the surface of the snow had come this far, and then nothing. And here were Defargo's prints, neat, round duplications of the strange animal track. The feet that produced them had therefore changed, and my mind reared up with loathing and incredulous bewilderment. Don't call him. Don't. Doctor, get hold of you. We're going back. But we have to find him. We'll never find him. We'll die in these woods without him. That's better. Better? Why? I tell you, we're going back. We have to give it up. But, Doctor, please. We have to give it up? Go. All right, then. Let's go back. Good. If we hurry, we can make the camp by nightfall. Yes, yes, of course. We'll have to. We'll have it all explained. You'll see, Ray. Yes. Hopelessly lost. If it happens in these woods, even with a man like Defargo, then there's no chance. We've done it. There he is. What? Coming through the woods. It's Defargo. No way. It's Defargo. Defargo! It isn't Defargo. It is Defargo! You see? No. It isn't Defargo. Yes. Not anymore. What do you mean? Keep him away. Keep him away. Doctor, please. Doctor, put down that gun. Keep him away. Doctor! Defargo here in the snow. He looks no different. Except that he's dead. And I'm alone. I'm wrapped with a wall of silence. 
The silent snow. The silent forest. The silent wall of wilderness. They all listen. They listen to the snow. They listen to the trees. There is something out there in the forest. And they listen for its voice. Theater 1030 has presented The Wendigo, 